Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We are in the studio today with a very familiar face, very familiar name. He's been with us before. That is Andy Mideo. You said the name right. Thank you. Appreciate I try. That. You know, it was <laughs> good. A little, a little homework. You know, Dave coaches me. He's my, my uh, vocal coach. Yeah? Yeah, when, when you're not here. We've heard that last name variation in so many different ways, man. It's bad. It sounds like a sandwich spread most of the time. Maneo <laughs> with us. So. Let's go to a track, and then we'll come right back and talk to Andy Maneo right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Never bored, but I got a board that I put on all fours and kick it on smooth floors. It's with me on tours, even ride it on stages. Reds in the wheels, but I wasn't set claiming. Clicked up, we ain't trying to be famous. People don't get it, they don't know just what the aim is. Dangerous, what you gonna say to some men who been changed? Who know that the die is their game? Yeah, you know what it's like, you know what it's like. Getting ready for the moment, getting ready for the night. But I'm getting ready for that moment when my faith will be sight. What's the point of getting fly if you ain't ready for the flight? <laughs> from this life to the one that I follow. Dudes from bravado at the bottom of the bottle. Until they got their face twisted up like Picasso. There's another way to live. You ain't got to go somebody tell them. Come and kick it with the team. The party's over here. Let me show you what I mean. We say it. I'm on that 116. Homie, come and get right. Show you what the click like. Come and kick it with the team. The party's over here. Let me show you what I mean. Told me about the matrix. Now that I'm about it, I don't bang with the same set that I used to claim. See, look at I ain't famous. Some people know my name, no. I just won't remain low. So that I don't take it to the brain, brain. Catch me underground on the train, riding slow. That's what I can pose on my wickedest flows. Being from New York, a wicked ass pros. And we're back, and that was Andy Minio. Minio. No, it's Minio. <laughs> it's Minio. Oh, no. Don't confuse them oh, anymore man. than they already are. <laughs> Man, it's good to see you. So glad you came. Uh, yeah. I know this was the last minute. You, you jumped off the plane, jumped in the cab, or yeah. had a limo driver pick you up. I don't know how that works. But but you're here. <laughs> it's just a cab. Are. No limo yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you're with us, man. And uh, yeah. I had a chance to uh, see the, the footage, the behind-the-scenes video, which oh, we're going to yeah. talk about in a minute. You're working on a new project, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 hot. I don't know if that's the, is that the term we're using so. now? Hot? You can still use that, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Slamming, banging, what's the word now, dude? Ooh. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just started a decline there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a slow decline. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's happening. It's, yeah. it's some really good stuff. I got a Thank story you. for you that I think is going to blow your mind. I'd love to hear it, uh, man. Yeah. I'll tell you about that a little later. Just for our first-time listeners and our first-time viewers, tell us a little bit about Andio. Andio. That's another name. Andy-o. 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 Andy Minio. That's the condensed Where you're version. Where from? How this all started? Sure. Uh, yeah, so my name's Andy Minio, uh, and I'm 24 years old, soon to be 25 the day after the album comes out, so April 17th, oh, turn 25, man. quarter century old, and uh, it's a little <laughs> frightening. But no, uh, 24 now, and um, just graduated college uh, at the end of 2011. 
Um, I went to the City College of New York here in um, New York, and that same month that I graduated, I signed with Reach Records. Um, and so, yeah, that's been my full-time job for the past couple of years, just traveling the world, sharing the uh, message um, of Christ through my music. Um, and, yeah, loving every loving every minute of it, man. So how sweet to come out of college and already have a job. Yeah, to have a job and then it be on top of that your dream job, your like dream job. what you've wanted to do your whole life. So I get to be a full time recording artist and traveling performer, and I just I really enjoy it, man. But you do more than travel. You do more than record. You do more than perform. You're sure. you're a minister of the gospel. Sure, absolutely. And and people need to hear that. They need to hear that from you, especially this generation who's sure. following you. I mean, we're seeing the lines of young people around the corners coming to shows and concerts sure. and et cetera. Right. And it's no secret what Andy's about. Yeah, it's absolutely. no secret. You're not. You don't cover it. You don't sugarcoat it. Uh, what is it though that you really want them to walk away from? You know, you got three thousand young people in the audience like that. Yeah. So as you're saying too, like, uh, you, you know, it's 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 obvious um, what what we're about, what we stand for. Um, that I think that kind of encompasses the whole one one six unashamed movement where we're saying, you know, we're taking Romans one sixteen and we. You know, make a short version of it by saying one one six. You hear it all the time, and uh, that just means we're unashamed of the gospel. And, you know, for, we believe it's the power for salvation for those mm-hmm. who believe. And so, um, just as Romans one sixteen says, and uh, what we want to do is we want to be unashamed believers within the culture of hip hop, um, or you know, and inspire other people in whatever culture or sphere of life that they are in to be unashamed about. Uh, their faith in Christ. That doesn't mean be over obnoxious or over the top, sure. but we want to change through the music. We want to change the way that people see the world um, so that they would see, um, yeah, through like a biblical lens. Um, and as much as we can do that through hip hop, uh, and it's, it's, it's a limited, uh, it's limited in what it can do mm-hmm. uh, music because, you know, they're three minute songs. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, we're not people's pastors. We're not right. people's mentors because we're separated by, uh, music and time and space and all that stuff, but um, we want to encourage people yeah. as as best as we can with the medium that we have. And so, awesome. yeah, want to want people to love Jesus, be unashamed of Him, and go out in the world and represent Him well. Dave used an analogy some podcasts ago, ago mm-hmm. about uh, using what's in your tool bag, you know, sure. which I which I love, and and you kind of hit on that a little bit. By the way, Dave is Dave is with us, Dave Ham. <laughs> I didn't mention him at the no, top. But it's all good. Thanks, he's here. Ham back in. Well, let's not go down my list of variations <laughs> Very, to my last yeah. name. Dave is, now, Dave's been a choir director. He's been on pretty much on every side of this. Choir director, theater, uh, rap, tap dance, the whole thing, man. Ooh, and, uh, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well throw it on the list, man. I tried, but yeah. that didn't go well. But when you look at where Andy is now, and I'm just going to talk from the outside, or yeah. from the inside, but from the outside, from uh, a, a year ago. Yeah. What what have you seen transpire? Wow. Uh, it's been a lot. But even just as you were talking right now, um, I thought back when you had graduated from college yeah. and um, and you had came to me and was just like, hey, you know, rapping? I think I could do that for a living. <laughs> and uh, I was excited that um, he had come to me about that because I felt like that for a while, that he could definitely do this for a living. Um, and wanting to do it that in such a way that he would always point people to Christ. And I was always um, really just encouraged by that. And so through the years, um, you know, you've asked me, what have you seen in his growth? Um, But even more than that, I've seen a consistency Mm -hmm. with him. 
uh, a genuine desire that in this art form that he would glorify Christ and point people to the Savior. Um, and that's only the purpose of that. If there's anything that I've seen change, it's the maturity in that goal mm-hmm. and in that drive and in that purpose to be even more intentional about what he's doing in his music. You know, again, that rap form, uh, it, you know, it's been a question mark behind yeah. it for so long. Right. Um, and yet for me, I'm encouraged to see uh, the stability in it, you know, with the likes of Andy, with the likes of what Reach Records is doing with hip hop that particular art form yeah. and being unashamed about who they represent. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Dave's been there from the beginning, man. Yeah. He's old. Like no, no. <laughs> from the beginning. He's been there from the beginning of In my the beginning, there was Dave. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. He's been there since the beginning of, of my, even, you know, pretty much in that transitional season of when I came to Jesus and wanted to give him my gifts. Yeah. Like he was there to mentor me and, and coach me through that as I was a part of truce which right. was, you know, the Nikki Cruz outreach right. and ministry there. And man, that's, so it's been, you know, he's talking about two years ago when I graduated from college, but it's been about seven mm-hmm. that he's been with me, mentoring wow, me and, and helping me out in this, yeah. this journey. So your so. dream job that you ever dreamed that you'd be doing, mm-hmm. not just your dream job, but doing hip hop for yeah. the Lord, yeah. that, that did you ever dream that there would even be a platform for it? Like there is now, because it's very different. I mean, two yeah. years ago, it's a whole different thing now. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's been evolving for, you know, the past ten, twelve years, and and it's gone from. I mean, this is a huge conversation. Probably we can't cover oh, all of it now, yeah. but it's it's gone from being despised and hated by church culture because church, you know, the church at large because the culture of hip hop was synonymous with wickedness, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, you know, it's gone from being cast out by churches to slowly, gradually seeing, you know, um, the the other believers in the body saying, okay, maybe this is a, a useful tool, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or maybe there are saints within this culture, to now it kind of picking up steam. And, I mean, last, a couple months ago, Lecrae, one of my label mates, won a Grammy. So yeah, we've exactly. seen kind of the, <laughs> you know, the progression yeah. of it, and it's yeah. been incredible. Um, but, I yeah, I didn't... I didn't know if there was a real market for it that I could exist in, you mm-hmm. know, but I think with uh, also there's other parts of this story, the internet, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Picking yeah. up and now people are able to find exactly what they're into. You know, you, you don't have to go to the major outlets anymore. You don't got to go to Rolling Stone magazine mm-hmm. or just through the radio or just through TV. Now the internet has created all these lanes for artists such as myself who, you know, make hip hop and, and hold on to this cause, mm-hmm. you know, and, there's people all over the world who are into hip hop and love Jesus, and they're like, "Oh, I can find it now. I don't have to go just to yeah. the main sources, of these main outlets." So, yeah, it's been an evolution happening, man, in music in general. Sure, and I think that's what's helped create this lane for us to to run in. But our our mission is not just to make quote unquote Christian hip hop for exclusively for Christians. Right. We want to make music that is Christian in its in its message, but it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's that's why I just like to call it hip hop, not Christian hip hop. Sometimes, uh-huh. um, because I think sometimes the title can, um, it can separate, it can push people right. away. But and in it other circles, makes it palatable to the Christian that's not exactly eating the hip hop. And then sometimes you need to throw that title on the yeah. front of it just as a forewarning right. for somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, like if we're speaking to uh, for I don't grandma, know. Yeah, yeah, for exactly. grandma, yeah. it's Christian hip hop. You know? Oh, okay. So, yeah. but then the brother on 125th Street in Harlem, hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm doing hip hop. Yeah, you need to check this out. 
And, so, and then the dialogue begins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let the music speak for itself because their ears are already tuned to listen exactly, to the lyrics exactly. and everything. It'll be like, you're not talking about what I would normally hear, you know, so. But it's taking you to some, un- some interesting places. I mean, you just came from Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Knoxville. Yeah. We've yeah. been. Need I say more? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess every city has a hip hop culture. Yeah. Uh, but well, you just was become a, universal. A, yeah, exactly. Sense, exactly. You know, but so. you almost wouldn't have wouldn't have imagined. No. Yeah. You'd be in a church somewhere. In, in, in Knoxville, Knoxville rapping. Yeah. Well, this this guy's been in South Dakota on an Indian reservation. <laughs> um, and yeah. again, who would have thought? Who um, would have thunk it? That was a fun one. Yeah. Montana. Montana. Um, going you to chopped gym. wood and you rapped. Yes. <laughs> wow. So you worked and rapped. Yeah. And then we've been, you know, obviously major cities that are into hip hop sure. too. But yeah, yeah, I think that just speaks to uh, the universality of hip hop. You know, second biggest genre of music pretty mm-hmm. much in the world. Transcends culture, people, language. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's such a it's such an, a unique medium of music because yeah. you can put so much in it, so, so much content. Awesome. And so... People are able to appreciate it from all different kinds of walks of life. You know? We heard a little bit of AO, which is mm-hmm. a new release. Yeah. Let's listen to another one. A little okay. bit of another one. Come back and talk about this new project right after this. Give your dad a call. Bye. I don't want to be. Pastor Carter Conlon has published a new book entitled Unshakable, Trusting God When All Else Fails. In the book, he writes, you have believed and trusted in God. Perhaps you started out with much faith and promise for the future, but now you often feel like the psalmist who cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What if I told you there is a divine purpose? Would you be surprised to learn that you are in the very center of God's will for your life? We're entering a perilous time in history in which your life and testimony will be a priceless currency for the kingdom of God. Jesus is putting a deposit of his life within you for the sake of others. He's making you unshakable. 
For more information on this book and to order it online, visit tscnyc.org. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power. God is Jesus. God is here. God is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. In Psalm 142 in the Old Testament, the psalmist David, king of Israel, had a cry at one time in his heart. He talks about bringing this cry unto God. He said, I poured out my complaint before him. I showed him my trouble. He felt overwhelmed. He felt that the way he was walking in, he had no strength. He looked to his right hand and no one was there to help him. Any kind of refuge he pursued seemed to fail him. He said, I cried unto the Lord and I said, you are my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Help me, for I am brought low. Deliver me, for the things against me are stronger than I am. Then at the end of this psalm, he says something incredible. He says, the righteous will compass me about, for you will deal bountifully with me. In other words, oh God, you're going to help me, and people around me are going to see it and know that you are God. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. Child Cry is pleased to announce the launching of a new children's book entitled Picnic Pals, written and illustrated by an 11-year-old girl named Emily Skelding from Mobile, Alabama. Emily wants to teach children about the love of Jesus and to help feed hungry children, a passion she developed after reading about Child Cry. In June of 2009, Emily was diagnosed with acute lymphatic leukemia. As she has journeyed along this path, she has shown a quiet strength and a courage that is a testimony of the power of God to transform through suffering. Picnic Pals is available for purchase just online at tscnyc.org and at the Times Square Church book table. 100% of all the proceeds from the sale of the book will go to feed hungry children through child cry. And we're back, TSC Music with a Mission, um, and we're here, Greg Thomas and our guest today, Andy Minio. Really excited. You just heard uh, a song called Bitter. Um, and man, what a song that is just, I don't know how to really describe it, but simply transparent, yeah. honest, and open, and a very unique intro. And man, I'd love for you just to share with us a little bit just where you decided to go with that and what were your feelings. I mean, that was a voice message yep, yep. from your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what led you to just be that open about sure. Yeah, I actually, what's funny about this song is that it's coming out on this new album that's released in April 16th, Heroes for Sale, but it's it's one that I wrote a few years ago. Um, it just kind of felt like a timeless record. The the content and the, the things I was dealing with, the transparency I was putting out on that record just seemed like, man, we need to save this for the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, really, it was just a season of my life. You know, the first verse I'm talking about, a relationship that I was just in with a girl, and I just felt deeply rejected by this person um and through that all kinds of forms of bitterness and insecurity were forming up uh you know and that just kind of penned those things in that first verse Uh, and the second verse was dealing a lot with bitterness because i kind of as i in my writing process you know god started to pull more stuff out of me about 
areas of my life where I was bitter or holding a grudge or uh, unforgiveness towards somebody. And so um, my dad came to mind and uh, yeah, I was just kind of penning my frustrations with my relationship with my dad on there um, because it's been, you know, it wasn't just like a single instance. It was just kind of right. over the course of my life, um, you know, but the various interactions I've had with him have, you know, haven't been the greatest, but they've been ones that, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. And so I felt it's kind of it's kind of weird when you get that transparent. Um, but it also is one of those things that like once I performed that song on stages and done it all across the country and had people come up to me weeping afterwards, like this is a similar relationship I have with my father or a person that I was in a relationship with at XYZ and they're able to connect with you on a personal level yeah. and then be able to see the hope that Christ offers within that. It's it's unreal and it and it kind of was inspiration for me to go the direction I did with the rest of the album. Right. The rest of the album is pretty transparent like that. Um I think a lot of times in like Christian music, um we try to just paint ourselves as like this hero, like, you know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. um we just try to like I don't know, preach at people in a sense, like just trust Jesus. And and I think that's true, right? We need to, right. that's all, the ultimate answer is to trust and turn to Jesus. But if we don't ever walk with people through their struggles, uh, it feels like we can minimize sure. the struggles and kind of just just be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just trust yeah. right. Jesus. Well, there's a cloaking so, you know? that goes on even in the Christian community because sure. we are not as as transparent as we tell people to be. Right. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. so we'll talk, we'll preach transparency, but then there's certain things we don't want people to know. And I think right. because I we think almost feel a, like it, it disqualifies us. Exactly. How can I tell know. them not to do, or how can I tell them to be this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When yeah. they're going, you know, when I'm going through it. Yeah. And I think the reality is that the, the, the deliverance is in the fact that Dave is going through it. Sure. You're going through it, yeah. but Dave can still minister to you yeah. while you're going through it and he's going through it. And you yeah. know what I mean? So we sharpen yeah. each other. That's where iron sharpens iron. Yeah. That's where yeah. we can feel free to be uncovered and know that the Holy Spirit still covers us. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. that's transparency. Just yeah. knowing the Holy Spirit is still covering us even when we're uncovered. But you said something that struck me because I was talking to a group of artists last night, which mm-hmm. I will tell you about in a minute. You you said it's awesome to to have the experience where people walk up to you and say that, you know, that song touched me or sure. that's the same as my relationship with my dad. How connected are you to your Facebook followers, your Twitter birds and how connected are you? Because I know a lot of artists that once they get over a certain number of followers and they start touring and they start traveling, right. you know, they start off with the desire to, oh, well, I want to reach people. I want to see lives change. And those people communicate with you via Facebook and whatever, yeah. and they, 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 but they never hear from you because sure. you've got somebody else on the other end who's actually responding to all those things. Yeah. How connected is Andy yeah. to his followers? Well, I don't have anybody on the other end of my social media stuff. I run all my social media stuff myself. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that's all operated by me. But um, I think there's there's layers to this conversation about interactions mm-hmm. with fans or family, as I like to call them. Um, one... Is sometimes it gets frustrating when people feel entitled to your time, right? right. So like, sure. I support you. I listen to your music. Like, I buy your music. Right. I yeah, go to your shows. To my email. Respond to my email, <laughs> right? Like, respond to my tweet. Yeah. And 
And the reality is, is like, I wish I could respond to every mm-hmm. message that mm-hmm. everyone sends me. Or a lot of times I'll get messages from people like they want to, they'll share their life story with me right. and say, can you pray for me? Or this is what I'm going through. And, you know, can you counsel me? Mm-hmm. And in some ways, one, I, I wish I could. Right. Two, I, I don't have the capacity or time or space to, you know, have live my own life in my own church community and and to make music and to to travel and do all these things and be able to respond to them. So when I don't, it's not out of, you know, I'm I'm better than that. It's out of I literally don't have enough time mm-hmm. in the day to do that. Um, and in another in another sense, sometimes it can just be inappropriate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like uh, I think what happens as artists or anybody with a platform or a microphone or you know uh, the opportunity to speak into people's lives. They automatically will elevate you to the place of you are my pastor now or you're mm-hmm. the one that I want to mm-hmm. run to. And I think it's layered with a few problems. One is they probably don't have anyone they can relate to mm-hmm. in their local churches, right, to come to and speak to about these issues. And so they take a, they make a character caricature out of me and say, I can relate to you. I get you. You're cool. You, you know, you talk about Jesus. I'm coming to you to bring my issues of, I don't know, whatever, pornography, homosexuality, relationship, anything. And I want you to pray for me and I want mm-hmm. you to counsel me. And it's just like, I'm a rapper. Like, yeah, I want to like minister and serve you, but I'm not involved in your life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't know you personally. I'm not even able to speak into into this situation with full confidence, like knowing context of mm-hmm. what you're going through. Like that's stuff that needs to be brought to your local churches right. and, and you know um yeah. so let me play advocate yeah yeah so so someone will say then then why have a facebook page yeah why have a fan page if if i can't communicate with you and you can't communicate with me what would be the purpose of it sure yeah and i think so i i think that you can communicate it's just the type of communication type of has communication. to be you know and the frequency yeah and the frequency yeah. so sometimes i do with one that i wish i could do for everybody. You sure. know what I'm saying? Do do for one that you wish you could do for everyone. And so sometimes I will take time out to read one of those and you know if I have a few extra minutes waiting for a flash some I'll read it, type back, encourage a brother, whatever the case might be. Um but I think the entitlement is where it, be, mm-hmm. it becomes a bit of an issue. And I think um yeah, my purpose as an artist is not to be, you know, just a uh uh someone's personal pastor in a sense that's what the local body and the local church mm-hmm. is for but i'm there to create music that's going to encourage them and help them change the way that they see the world and uh yeah so i think having the twitters and the facebooks and the instagrams they can disseminate information they can let people into my life right in a, in a to, to a sense mm-hmm. to a degree um but it's not meant to you know have full access right you know just like any, <laughs> well, like and I, any I find that you're also trying to make a bit of how you feel about that clear too even through mm-hmm. this project Sure. Um, which and the title well fitting for even what we're talking about now, heroes for sale. Um, and man, you know, share with us exactly yeah. where you were going with sure. that title. Yeah. This ties in pretty, yeah. pretty closely to this conversation. I think, uh, in, in the culture that we live in, we exalt people and make them heroes, right? Mm-hmm. We, we buy into the idea that they are as great as we paint them to be. Right. And that's why the idea heroes for sale uh, came to mind with this title. Um, We look at people and we exalt them to a platform and to a place where we say, you know, like you are my hero. I look up to you. And that's why we're so crushed and devastated when we see people that we look up to, especially in the Christian world. We see them fail because we often make them our gods or our heroes. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
not only do we do we elevate people to a place of hero status, but we ourselves want people to buy into them believing that we are greater than we really right. are, right? Mm-hmm. That we are, in a sense, uh, heroes. That's why if you ever go onto Facebook or Twitter, like everybody's picture that they have of themselves, it's not the one of them just getting out of bed with a pimple on their forehead. <laughs> exactly. It's always like the glamorous <laughs> photo you know, because you always want people to like this. I want to, if I'm going to represent myself, I'm a crop and edit myself. I want it to look this right, way. I want it to right. look at my best. But there's always, there's something about us that wants to have this great representation. Sometimes yeah. it's from a good place mm-hmm. and sometimes it's from a place of insecurity or, yeah. you know, just desire for people to see us greater than we really are. There um, was a person on, so. on, on Facebook who used to change their profile picture three times a day when he got up in the morning. Just after lunch, I think it was, and then just before he went to bed. Uh, anybody know who that was? Oh man, uh, I have to look it up know. for it. Yeah, because he because he you? wanted to be that real that with you? people. He, <laughs> is that you? Is that you? He just wanted people to see him in the morning. This is what I look like in the morning. This is what I look like around noon. You know, this is after I put on the tie and I've after I've had four hours in the office. Wow. You know, and right. this is what I look like after I've left the office. Yeah, and. Uh, wow. Pretty dramatic differences, and I, I'd like to believe he didn't do anything to his hair, but it was totally whack by six o'clock. You know? <laughs> um, a couple other things. Yeah. Let's listen to this last track and come back and talk a little bit more about this project. Right after this. When you see me, I'm in Uptown, baby. What you know about me? Oh, nothing really. Well, it's changed that. See, I came back and took a break, but now break that. Formerly known, yeah, I made that. And them cartoons every Saturday. Get your breakfast. Tell them play that. Yeah, I got lines like barcodes. Y'all got jokes like Bart Simpson on bar phones. How you acting dumb on your smartphone? Fish is a man, so I stay looking. Cast the nets like I'm straight Brooklyn. Oh, yo, life's so hard. Why don't you face your problems? Don't Facebook them. Say you try to make the straight. Crooked with the porn sites, but I ain't looking. I got bands that'll make her dance. That's a weather ring for my wife. Bling, I'ma say that twice. Bling, ladies, if you ain't got one, don't give him none. True love is waiting, and you so worth that. I know you heard some bone crap, but if you're headed down the wrong path, go ahead and turn back. You're never too far to be made new. They said you damaged good, that ain't true. I testify to that. I ain't lying, Jack. Check with my whole crew. Whoa. It's our first mission trip. A group of kids from the Times Square Church Kids Praise Choir is traveling to Helsinki, Finland this June. We'll be part of an evangelistic children's choir outreach. We're so excited to worship and share the love of Jesus. A lot of the kids in the choir are from the inner city, and we need your help to be able to go. If you'd like to help sponsor a child to go on this mission trip, visit tscnyc.org. Just click on the KPC Ensemble Traveling to Finland banner to make your donation online. Thank, 
Times Square Church has established the following scholarship funds to benefit potential students nationally and internationally. The David Wilkerson Memorial Scholarship will be awarded annually to deserving students in good academic standing and displaying exemplary Christian character. The Cross and the Switchblade Scholarship will be awarded annually to students from urban areas demonstrating obvious financial need and a desire to reach inner city youth. The Times Square Church Scholarship Fund is an award to assist talented young people who are at risk of failing to obtain a Bible school education because of economic or other circumstances. For further information regarding qualifications and due dates, and if you know someone or if you would like to apply for one of these scholarships, please visit the Summit International School of Ministry website at summitpa.org or visit www.tscnyc.org. Jumala on Summit International School of Ministry. JS Summit International School of Ministry. Бог присутствует в Summit International School of Ministry. Il Signore è a Summit International School of Ministry. Il Signore vita in Summit International School of Ministry. Church is offering a training course in authentic Christian leadership, taught by Dr. Lamar Vest. The training is open to pastors, church and ministry leaders, as well as those who play a key role in discipling and mentoring within the church. This six-part course will take place on Wednesday evenings once a month from May through October, with the first session on May 22nd. The course is free, but registration is required for all who wish to attend. The sessions will also be webcast live on our website at tscnyc.org. For more information and to register online, visit tscnyc.org. That was You Will. This is also on the new Heroes for Sale. The title, I got to tell you this story. Yeah. uh, Because you talked about uh, before the break how people uh, will exalt and lift up artists to a a level in their lives and uh, make it almost impossible for you to fulfill (laughs) these, uh, uh, these dreams of theirs. I was called to a meeting last night about 9.30 p.m. Uh, it was already on my calendar, but I, I, I didn't think anything of it. I had agreed to come over and, and share with this group of artists. And uh, I know the guy who owns the company. He's got this roster of people that he's been pulling together over the past couple of years. And so I walk into the room. There's 15, maybe 20 young adults, young people there. Uh, all walks of life. I mean, the total thugged out. The, the, the barely dressed over here, you know, the suit and tie over there. Oh, I mean, you name it. Hip hop. Uh, f- there, there were four rap artists. There was one, one or two neo soul singers, sure. couple of graphic people, and mm. uh, just a real mixture of of, of talent. Yeah. And my role was very simple. I didn't know any of them personally. Uh, I did their music, so I wasn't going to endorse any music. Sure. <clears throat> but I was coming to uh, just. Uh, kind of feed them for, uh, on the business aspect of what they were about to embark upon. Sure. That's what I was asked to do. And so my, my role was very specific. And so about 20 minutes uh, into the meeting, they got a really super outlined agenda. They stuck to the agenda and then they turned it over to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I took 20 minutes and just kind of shared my heart. And, and then I showed your video. I decided to go on YouTube the and say, "Everything must go." Show everything the "Everything must go. must go" video, and, and for our listeners, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. 
Type Andy Minio, everything must go. Check it out. It's a behind the scenes mini documentary, kind of mini Minio documentary. Yes, Minio documentary. He's supposed <laughs> to laugh there. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And uh, but you do take us behind the scenes of yeah. of your touring and your rehearsals mm-hmm. and your working out before uh, sessions, etc. Yeah. There's rehearsals. There's sound checks. One of which you missed. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about that. I'm a hero. But it was great. I'm a hero. And so <laughs> but they're looking at this, and the moment it starts, I mean, the room lit up. I mean, they're like, yes, yes. And they're banging their heads, and they're, you know, they're doing all of this, and they're rocking with you. And, and every time music was going in, like, yeah, then this is, this is the thing. Mm. And wow. then we get to the part where we're right after the road manager gets on your case about missing the sound check. Yeah. And you're in the room with your Bible. And I hushed the crowd. I said, you've got to hear this. you got to see this next part. Because I, really, I really kind of set it up. And they all pull back and they sit and they're watching. And they're all still smiling. And then all of a sudden, there was a thickness in the room. I'm not exaggerating. It was a cloud in the room, for lack of a better term, of conviction that came over these very unsaved people. Mm. And I know there wasn't there, there weren't any Christians in this room, mm. um, and this 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 weight was in the room after they realized. Wait a minute, this guy is rapping, but this ain't what we this not this ain't the same storyline. Mm. There's something that's mm. changing here, you know. And they see you with the, with the word, and they hear you talking about time in prayer and time, spending time with God, and they hear you talking about purpose and and why I do what I do in a sense, and it totally transformed. This meeting. I didn't even bother showing the rest of the video. After you left that room, that part of the scene, I, I walked away. I turned it off and said, this is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. It was the end of it. And it totally transformed that meeting. Now, I got to ask you, because I watched it before I went to that meeting yesterday. Yeah. I watched it in my office. What was the purpose of this video? Yeah. Um, and even man. before that. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it was phenomenal. I'm telling yeah, you, because I left nice. yesterday not sure what the purpose of the video was. Yeah. But I felt led to show it because I realized what was happening in that room. And I knew, I know you. I, I've, I've followed you and I've, we've interviewed before. And I just felt that this group needed to see it. But I had no idea that it would have the impact that wow. it had. Mm. Um, well, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I think the, the, the purpose of the video. Uh, I mean, I think it's multi-purpose, right? Like it's it's one to uh, let people get a, a glimpse into my life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the music aspect of it, the traveling, the fun parts, mm-hmm. the silly parts, and, you know, connect with me as a person. But also to see uh, the real struggles that, that come along with being an artist. And in addition to that, being a Christian who is an artist who's traveling and doing these things. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you watch it not only once but a, twice or three times, a couple of times, a few more uh, little details and a few more little things start to stick out to you and you start to kind of go, aha, I see what's going mm-hmm. on here. And um, I think uh, one of the one of the biggest things that we walk away with is that, that end scene, the, the barber who's cutting my hair, he says, you know, when I saw Trip Lee and Andy Minio, I thought that, man, these guys are like superheroes you know, because I heard their music, and even today, I just got sh- stopped in the airport. You know, as I'm walking around, and so, are you? Oh my gosh, I look <laughs> up to you so much. You know, and you're just like, wow. You know, you make real impact on people's lives. They exalt you in a yeah. sense. 
and and in a way I was able to he says you know we made heroes out of you but then I realized that you're just regular people like us that put your pant legs on one day at a time you know one, you one put your pants on one leg at a time and you live life one day at a time um and and I think what I what, one message I want to get across there is that God delights in using anybody Right. He he delights in taking the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He delights in taking average, everyday, messed up people and transforming them and using their lives in spite of them for his glory and the good of others. And so, um, yeah, you, you just get to see Andy. You just mm-hmm. get to see me, a regular dude who loves Jesus and, and uh, wants to be used by him. Mm. And blows it sometimes. And blows it sometimes and... You know, I need to run to Jesus and find grace for that. And, but how many times you know, did David blow it? I mean, really? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, from yeah. from crazy kids to marrying all the wrong women and women, and you know, making terrible decisions with the army. I mean, his how many times and, did David yeah. mess up? Yeah. But yet, still get to the place where he chose to trust in God. Yeah. He had to trust in God because yeah. of an experience with God. It was, you know, he 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 remembered that the the, the fact that God was not only able but willing. Sure. If he was willing. Yeah, you yeah, know, and so we all do it. We all yeah. do it. And I think that was pivotal. I don't know that that was the purpose of it last night because last night it totally took yeah. me by surprise sure. that it would affect this group the way it did. And that's that's what happens with art, you know. Art, exactly. uh, it, it it's interpreted. It's sometimes it's intended one way and it's interpreted yeah. another, or mm. you know, there's layers to it that so you know sometimes just the authority that we walk in as Christians and hip hop artists. That in and of itself, I might be trying to tell you a whole biblical story, a right. narrative, a communication. Right. They don't hear any of that. They just hear, wait, you're a Christian and you're in hip hop and you're not cheesy. Like yeah. that in and of itself is its <laughs> exactly. own message yeah. to me. Exactly. You know, yeah. so last night, them just seeing me open my Bible might have been for them the whole message, even though it wasn't the intended message. That might have been what they got. That yeah. changed some of the messages from last night. Yeah. On last night. It, that's that's been a lot of the the journey, even with this new album, like. From your first single, A.O., that went out, it was like for the unchurched, they were like, wow, this is an incredible rapper and he's mm-hmm. a Christian. Man, listen to the content. And then there's been stuff on the other end where people have been like, whoa, like oh, from, from the church community, like, mm-hmm. whoa, there's not enough in here. There's not enough. Uh, like, what, what, what's, yeah. what's going on? I, I, they want the know. cross. They want the blood. They want yes. <laughs> oh, they, and they, if it's not in there, you yeah. have failed at creating. Failed. Oh you my know, goodness! And it's been art. just back and forth, and it's it's funny too because I'm, I'm not sure who it was, but some person in a comment like broke down that single AO and walked kind of walked us through. What do you mean the gospel's not in here? Let, let's walk through some of this. Sure. Let's talk about how this guy recognizes that this is all going to pass away. And he's going home one day to be with Jesus, and um, which is so clear in there. Um, but yeah, it goes back to what you said with art um, and what direction is God calling Andy Minio with his art form? Right, and you said something too. I just want to be really sensitive to this. You said, uh, you know, I'm creating a song. He's like, you said, uh, Christians they want the blood, they want the cross, they want Jesus. Mm-hmm. We kind of giggled about that, but I just want to be sensitive to say that sure. that is not a bad thing Absolutely. to desire as Never. Christians. Yeah. Like that is what we hold to. That is like the the centerpiece mm-hmm. of our faith Absolutely. is that we love uh, Christ and Him crucified and the blood that He shed for the remission of our sins. Yeah. That is our hope at the end of the day above everything. But I think the comment just to just to clarify for people mm-hmm. that right. uh, what you were saying was 
we want that in every single every song. Single and if it's song. not there, it becomes a failure of a piece sure. of music. And that's not mm-hmm. true either. Right. So I just want to, you know, be sensitive to <laughs> the audiences. Everybody got yeah. that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That I, there's sometimes there's songs just about bitterness yeah. or Absolutely. I'm having a good time today. You know, right. I'm having fun. Is that yeah. glorifying to God? Exactly. I think so too. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Well, I, I, why don't you tell people where they can get the project? Well, I know it's not out yet, but sure. when they can expect it. How to find more about Andy Mignon. Then we got a couple questions that okay. people sent Let's there that, that I want to do. In fact, let me do the questions first. Then, then we'll, we'll come close. back and give them the information about uh, about the project. Absolutely. So we've got one from, I, I guess this is Nina. And she says, what is the main concept or theme behind Heroes for Sale? You've actually already answered yeah, that. we discussed it pretty uh, well. So Nina, uh, amen. Check out the podcast. Amen. Check out the project. <laughs> <laughs> Here's from Gunnar St. John. He says, what is the inspiration for the album? Never mind. That's the same question. <laughs> all right. Josh over here know says, main differences between formerly known, which uh, I think is a previous pro- yep, uh, another previous project, project, and its style and substance versus Heroes for, Heroes sale. for sale. Good question. That's a very good question. So formerly known was my mixtape that came out at the end of 2011. And it's, you know, it's available on iTunes and online, too. So you can check that out. Formerly known. Um, that project I created in college, uh, you know, in just the recording studio at my school. And I made a lot of those beats. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, it was very fun. It was very playful. It was very, uh, you know, me just, me just not feeling the pressure mm-hmm. to create a great album, just having fun being creating music, just being an artist and compiling it all together on one CD. Uh, so Yes, that's that's what formerly known was. I think this project, Heroes for Sale, is a much more produced, much more clean, polished. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, you know, we going through and we're trimming the edges, and we, you know, it's it's a very um, polished project compared to formerly known. And I also think the content is much more informed on on a Heroes for Sale is much more transparent and weighty and yeah. dark in a sense Definitely. Um, than formerly known. I think that was kind of surprising for some people that have heard the album and reviewed it thus far as they said, man, I didn't expect this debut project to be this weighty, the right. content on the, the records to be so heavy or to be so transparent. One guy said, after hearing this album, I feel like we need to intercede for Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was I like, that. well... Maybe you do, all right? <laughs> uh, so I think, I think it shows a listener too, though, that you can go deep, sure, sure, and you can and you can still be. And I hate to use the term surface, but surface in that it's what they're used to hearing. It's like sure. what, what they expect. Yeah, um, I think you get a little bit of both. Yeah, you get a little bit on this, bit on of this album. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I know artists hate to answer this question, but what's your favorite track? My favorite song. Um. I like You Will a lot. I think it's a it's a great record. It's a fun record. Um, but I think one of my favorites for sure would be Still Bleeding. Um, mm. That's a record uh, that is really personal. Um, and I just love the vibe of it. It's very different from the rest of the album. And uh, I co-produced it with my buddy Chris Morgan and my buddy Cole Campbell was on there. Mm. And it's a song about how words... Um, people mm. deeply wow. and uh, how even years later you might still be feeling the effects of small words mm-hmm. that cut you and so um, yeah so I thought it was going to be a, like a broken heart kind of song you know still she bleeding. broke my heart you know that kind of thing and anyway uh, Some that, of that, that wasn't very Some funny anyway Melanie says <laughs> does having such a big fan base keep you 
uh, accountable in your Christian life? Uh, yeah, I think I don't think having a fan base keeps me accountable. I think because that I can I can fake that. Right, I can just look however I want to my online fan base. You can you be know? the hero. The yeah, I can hero. be the hero. I can tweet, "Oh, praise Jesus, mm-hmm. I love him," and you know, go around the corner and do whatever I want. They don't know my life. Mm-hmm. The people that really keep me accountable are people that are in my life, like Dave Ham, like my pastor Rich Perez, like my roommates that live with me. That get to see me every single day. They keep me accountable. But I do think the fans uh, keep me on my toes in a sense that I'm always I'm trying to be thoughtful about how. Uh, to steward the platform that God's given me, mm-hmm. right? So I have a personal Facebook account and I have a public Twitter account or a public Facebook account. I will write some stuff on my personal Facebook page that I know for sure I would never write uh-huh. on my public one <laughs> because it's just, it wouldn't be understood because they, right. they don't, if you don't know my life, you're not going to understand right. that right. stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very thoughtful about how I, what I share. You know, the only, in 140 characters, you can only share yeah, and right. explain yourself so much. Right. Yeah. So, well, this is probably from your biggest fan. Why is that? It's POTUS. POTUS? It's president of the United States. POTUS. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite part of the Unashamed Tour, and how do you feel about Christians swearing in their music? So you got two questions here. Sure. Um, so my favorite part of the Unashamed tour is when we all get to do the group set at the end. Mm-hmm. So we all go out and do our own sets, but at the end we get together and we go out as one big unit and we break out the super soakers and we're spraying <laughs> people and we're just, we're there encouraging one another and we're on stage together. That's so much yeah, fun. My yeah. favorite part of the tour. And you ride your skateboard across the... I ride my skateboard around on stage yeah. and, nice. you know, try not to leave it anywhere where someone could step on it and <laughs> break a foot. And then happening. stage dive, which I've told you many times, you got to stop doing that. Yeah, stage you dive diving. Off the stage? Yeah, I jump into the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> um, from time to time. I bet so. you didn't do that in Knoxville. Keep in mind, I no. didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Keep in mind that like there's a gap between the stage and the barricade. That's wow. about, about five feet. About five feet. You so, clear you got, so you got to clear that. Gotta clear and get that. air. Yeah. Then you got to roll your body in the air to make sure that you're landing on your back and I'm like and then you gotta trust the people to hold you up yes so either yeah. you gotta trust hoping that you won't break your neck or trust hoping that you don't break somebody else's neck yeah <laughs> that's why I always gotta keep an eye out on where I find the football players I'm like okay there they are I'm jumping there you know you wanna jump into the 12 year old screaming girl's hands oh man um, so artists who swear and I, I you know I, sure. I've known preachers who swear in their sermons mm-hmm. I'm not endorsing them but I've heard it sure Artists who swear in their music, Christian artists? Probably referring to an artist uh, who came out with a song recently um, and he swore in the song. Um, and I think that it was. So, this is a whole conversation about Christian swearing, period. Then mm-hmm. it's also one about yeah. it being in music. And it's kind of a sticky thing uh, because we know swearing biblically is taking the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. That is the definition of swearing, cursing. Uh, you know, or to curse somebody. Um, in our culture, we have certain words that are, uh, you know, deemed that swear. are deemed swearing. But if I go to another culture, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, if I say bloody right here, that's nothing right. for us. But in England, that is like the mm-hmm. worst word. So right. I won't give any more examples. I don't know if you have people over there <laughs> watching, and they might yeah. be like, "I'll never buy his CD." Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know. 
I think um, I think I think a lot of it is one a matter of the heart um, mm-hmm. because Jesus says from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, mm-hmm. and so uh, I I do think swearing and the words that we use is is definitely a heart issue, and I also think that Paul is very clear on uh, with us about coarse joking, sure. you yeah. know coarseness in in what we speak about and it's not what comes out of your mouth that defiles you mm-hmm. or, or what what goes uh into the body that defiles you what comes out of the mouth so there's there's all these kind of things in scripture that make yeah. you go ooh, this is a tricky topic yeah um but i do think you know like we would use certain words around each other that if a three-year-old kid was in the room we'd be like don't say that right, right? you know what i'm saying you don't want to be like, oh come on man shut up you know <laughs> but you don't want to say that around the three-year-old sure. kid because you don't want them to pick that up so I think it's an awareness. You have to have an awareness of your audience just the way that we would in regular dialogue or conversation. Um, and I think another piece is uh, what way are you using it? Some pe- some Christians are just going to say, no, you can never, never use harsh it. language ever. But we see Jesus using harsh language in Scripture. Mm-hmm. He calls these people a bag of serpents. <laughs> like, you bag of serpents? And, like, in that time, mm-hmm. I mean, that is that's a big deal. You are straight <laughs> being harsh yeah. yes. with them. Um, we see Paul use harsh language in the scripture to communicate his point. It was used tastefully with a purpose and an intention. Mm-hmm. It wasn't used flippantly to just, right. you know, just, just use as I a day find out. Word to say, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so in this particular song that this person might be talking about, a guy says, "You called that woman B word. Mm-hmm. That's my mother." Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So he was saying, Context. "Okay, right. You're you're you you use this word flippantly." You, about women, and that could be my mother. That right. could be my sister, right? I think it's tasteful in the way mm-hmm. that it was used, where it wasn't right. flippantly saying it. He's saying it to combat what the culture is sure. communicating about this word, that this is okay to say. No, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, I think a lot of it has to do with context. It has to do with the heart, and it has to deal with knowing your audience and, and yeah. when is an appropriate time to use those things. So. Yeah. There's no black and white on it. I know some people want me to pick a black and white side, but these issues are more complex than that. Absolutely. And I think yeah. I'd be belittling them to not mm. leave it in the ha- balance of people's own convictions. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, well said. said. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Stop saying what I say, right? I'm sorry, Greg. We've <laughs> been doing this together way too long. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this show right now and, and having you here as a guest. I'm excited about your album, Heroes for Sale. Um, it is dear to me, personal to me, just yeah, because man. of the journey that we've been on. Yeah. Um, and I hope all those that are listening, that are seeing this, will be encouraged by this this time um, and get ready for something really special, really challenging with this album. Yeah. Can't wait to yeah. get it. Yeah. Can't wait to get it. Yeah. So you guys can get it uh, on iTunes, April 16th. Um, you can get it on, uh, I believe, every ma- every major outlet for music. So Amazon, Google Music, and, and iTunes. Uh, I'm trying to drive people to iTunes mm-hmm. so that if we get the sales up um, on that, if we get a lot of a lot of traffic there, that'll that'll chart in the iTunes uh, world. And if it awesome. charts in the iTunes world, that can just cause ripples. Sure. Not sure. you know, not saying charting number one is the right. only goal that we have, but um, what it, it does advance the mission mm-hmm. and yeah. the the purpose of what we want to see happen. You know, when you see a Christian artist and uh, in, in the hip hop world hit number one or get a high rank, you know, what I'm saying right yeah. next to. Other people that are influencing the mm-hmm. world in a negative sense, you know, that's that that's speaks stuff, volumes man. and Huge. it gives more opportunity for yeah. listeners yeah. to hear about what we believe. And so 
I'm really trying to drive people to go to iTunes and pick up, you know, an extra copy, give to somebody, a friend that needs it, yeah. uh, just so we can, you know, we can try to make impact with this music. And that happens, you know, in a lot of ways through the, the sales and the, the charting and stuff. Sure. So, And it should be easy to get two or three copies because you know, that's the day after tax day. So you would have gotten your return, <laughs> at least right, most of us, you know. Right. So pick up two or three copies. <laughs> <laughs> Share with the young people in your life. And, of course, with this generation, and it's so good to have you, man. It's always Thanks, a man. blessing to, to have you with us. And I do want to tell you that it's, there's, there are at least 15 new listeners as of last night. Mm. Uh, nice. And uh, it was so, so impactful that the, the owner, as we were watching it, he was emailing it to all of them. Mm. He said, they got to have this. They mm. got to have this. So thank God for your obedience to just awesome. do that uh, and to put that out there. And, uh, and I think sometimes we do these new creative projects and we don't really, we have an intention. Sure. But God has a bigger agenda, yeah. you know, and he takes yeah. that thing and does two and three times more than what we intended for yeah. it to do. And uh, you never could have told me in a million years that that would have been the crowd mm. uh, sure. watching that video. But yeah. God knows. Absolutely. He knows. Yeah. And uh, we thank God for it. David, mm. yeah. Andy, and to the team, thank you so much. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online, because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timescorechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn and Jungbin Kim, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we go behind the scenes of a TSC Music Studio recording session.